This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello. Yes, it's working, Dave. You are listening to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a a weekly audio show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom, and most weeks I can work the recording software, and I'll be here each and every Monday with IHFC aficionado David Diamond for sometimes irreverent, always informative, ever-professional hour Maybe slightly less on an international weekend of football conversation. Dave, that was like the third take because the bloody recording software. Yeah, you're usually all over that, aren't you? um... I'm going to do that thing that humans do with machines. I'm going to say, yeah, I did the same thing every time and it just didn't work, but I probably did something wrong. Probably did something fundamentally wrong. How was the... um... Just quickly, how was the show last night in Braintree? Yeah, we had a great, we had a great show, Dave. We reached Good. the, we reached the nice figure that the venue like you to reach, which is kind of hey. a sad indictment uh, of entertainment, but that's kind of the most important thing. So, but, what a similar, similar figure to what Corn Exchange when I came, or, or well, no, you saw Wolsey was the sellout, wasn't it? Corn Exchange. Um, not that figure, the figure with the, the, the bottom line figure, the plus and minus figure, not the actual oh, okay, yeah. figure. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's all, uh-huh. all about the Benjamins, literally. Dave, how was your, your football-less? Um, inter- well, I suppose it's not football-less, is it? But how has the, your... No, I, I actually saw a bit of the England labour. I said labouring. I suppose 2-0 sounds like labour. They're all over them that just didn't, you know, the Maltese defended their Mal- penalty area penalty area like a World War One trench I'd describe <laughs> it. But um, the Maltesers. Oh, oh no, that's not good. Oh that's funny though. We'll keep we'll keep that in. What, what, what Hello? He's actually answered it. Hello? Yeah yeah hang on a second. Dave Diamond has answered the phone mid I'm not editing it out. This is podcast gold. That's fair. It was Jordan. Oh, right. Do you want me to edit that bit out or should I leave it in for comedy? <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't think. I just automatically picked it up. You better, aren't you, really? Oh, no, I'm, I'm leaving it in now you've said that. <laughs> um, Dave, Tim Pashley asks on Twitter, topic um, for this week, Rooney getting Shilton record would be a travesty. 
a triumph of weak management over contribution. Your opinion, Dave? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree. I think Rooney's just hanging on, isn't he? Hanging on by his fingernails, really. Again, it didn't go so well for him yesterday. Um, I just don't think there's a place for him in the England side anymore. Everyone's but, obsessed with but, him, aren't they? I know, but the management, whoever's manager, doesn't seem to think that way. But Shouldn't the manager know more about it than us? Yeah, I guess so, Ben. Yeah, That's going to be a theme that we're going to set up in a minute, isn't it? We're hey? just common fans, aren't we? Yeah, right. Um, so it's international weekend. Shall we do? Our, look, we got some bits and bobs. We got we got some stuff from Statman. We have got a CV game, and Dave's got a nice special treat. We'll do after that. But shall we just do a little um, state of the union um, thing that you've done before, Dave? We'll go off. We'll go off the cuff, and we'll see where go the conversation on, takes Please. us. I must say, the Naked Football Show did this on Wednesday, and it's brilliant. They had um, Carl Fuller from. Oh, he's very good. Yeah, yeah. and Graham he, was on good form as well. That was so. Um, we'll, he we'll, does a column in the East Anglian, doesn't he? Yeah, it was a really, really good show. Yeah. So congratulations on that, and obviously subscribe away to the Naked Football Show. Um, so Dave, uh, we are eleven league games into the season and obviously there was that one um league cup game versus Stevenage wasn't there so so we've played 12 games so that's kind of what's 12 times four if if you assume we play a maximum of two FA Cup games 48 in my by my quarter of the season yeah yeah yeah. If, if we get knocked out in the third round of the FA Cup game in the FA Cup, that's exactly one quarter of a season. So, yeah. um, Ipswich is sixteenth. They've played eleven, eight goals for, nine goals against, and and thirteen points. First of all, just Dave, on a general question, how, how are you feeling about the season thus far? And then we'll go into detail. Um. It's a strange one, isn't it? Because defensively, we're obviously pretty tight, aren't we? Pretty tight. Indeed. But offen- offen- sorry. <coughs> offensively, we are offensively poor, aren't we, at the moment? Um, and we discussed and I, I, last time, Dave, how the two are inexorably linked and something has to shift in one to alter the other, yes? Yeah, unfortunately. So we perhaps, yeah, you're right. We need to perhaps... Not perhaps not be quite as tight at the back and try and create more and um, yeah <laughs> score more goals. Um, if only heart, heart back to the um, I don't think it'll ever it'll ever be that way again. Heart back to the Joe Royal times when literally we had to score four because we'd always can see three or three and two. You know, um, we talked and we've we've peddled the narrative on the show of Mick. Coming to Ipswich, stabilising things, setting up his first team, which kind yeah. of climaxed um, yeah. with the playoff semi-final defeat at Norwich, um, and the departure of Murphy and the transition of certain players away from the the, the football club. On transfer deadline, we said this is the kind of start of Mick. Mick Team 2, uh, Dave, it's either the start of Mick Team 2 or the beginning the beginning of the end for the poor bloke, isn't it? Where he's in very much a, um, I don't want to use the cliche, he's in very much make or break 
time over the next six months, isn't he? Would you agree? I think he's in uh, he's in pretty make or break time. I would say the next two games, like I said last week, these are big games for him this coming week. Um, because as as we said last week, these are both on the face of it very much winnable games. And you know, if we don't if we don't perform well in these two games and say we only get a point or whatever out of these two games, you know, he, he surely can't come up come on again and say that um, in the media and say, oh, well, you know, Blackburn have got some class players and they've spent X and, you know, he certainly can't say that against Burton, which to be fair, Ben, he's sort of been trotting that line out for. Yeah, uh, most teams that, most teams that have come, haven't they? Yeah. A few months. So he's, (laughs) again, as we said last week, his credit, but, and, and, great credit that he earned four years ago when he came in, when we were seven points adrift or whatever it was, um, you know, and kept us up comfortably in the end. I think that is, that's almost not run out a bit, a bit harsh, but that's, it's come to a point, hasn't it now? I think. How long ago was the playoff semi-final? Are we coming up to about sort of 15, 16 months or so? Yeah, 16 months ago, wasn't it? Yeah. So that's, that's the date for me where you're judging credit. I think on... you're right. I think you're right. And again, again, we've said this before and a lot of people have said in the media, it was just, that was a season that Daryl Murphy had the season of his life. And we both, we've both said this before. If, if he had have, um, regressed to the, to the mean of his 15 goals a season, we probably wouldn't have been anywhere near the playoffs. Oh, it's, it's, less, it's less than that, isn't it? It's, well, yeah, 12, we did say 10, 12. Yeah. Yeah. 10, 12, isn't it? Taking that yeah, season out. <laughs> It's, it's an odd one, and there is pressure on him, Ben, because, again, pressure being that he did let Murphy... I know you perhaps didn't agree with this when I said it last week, but he did let Murphy go. Clearly, we haven't, we didn't have an adequate replacement lined up. Um, and I think that has, like it or not, I think that has rebounded on him a bit because we're still continuing to play as if he, as if he was in the team. OK, that's, that, that's a good place to go to the next thing I was going to ask you david wasn't that i didn't agree with you last week it's just i feel the question now needs to be um well the the question now needs to be what happens next and and the 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 thing i want to ask you is i think more than anything the 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 team kind of lacks identity doesn't it he's not entirely sure who his blue chip players are who is you know Mm who is who his main main guys are um yeah. it's easy to sit there and throw stones at him as a lot of us a lot of us do me me too i'm holding my hands up there he's looking for a new identity and for i keep saying mick team number two um how's he gonna do this and you know if you're in well, his shoes what what do you want to see well, perhaps that may evolve sooner than we think, because interesting to see last week, Johnny Williams came through um, half of that Liverpool under-23 cup game we spoke about last Sunday. And I think they played a under-21 behind closed doors game, and I think he played 70 minutes in that. So, you know, it may well be that he may get a run out against Blackburn, and he would make a difference if, 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 he went with him and he played him in that hole. But if he does play him in that number hole, that number ten role, yeah, he does need to be, I think, behind almost behind a front two. So I don't, I don't know, but that might be uh, that might be a bit of a a, game, a potential change, you know, game changer. 
But Dave, we've been doing this pod now. This is episode 54. So we spend a lot of time trying to figure out what Mick's going to do. And it's become fairly obvious. Do you agree with me that even if Williams is 100% fit, the closest he'll be, he'll be bench for two games. He'll do 20 minutes, then he'll do 25 minutes, and then he'll start in three games time, right? You are, you are right. Yeah, of course you are. Yeah, that's just me being, you know, thinking ahead of the thinking ahead of the game a bit, really. But are you kind of thinking the only real game changer in that squad in respects of giving Mick team number two some identity is Williams? No, not necessarily. You know, he's got he's got Bishop. He's got a plethora a plethora of midfield players there. I, I just again, I just think he needs to. To fall on the right combination, I, uh, Skews and Douglas again, Ben. I, I know we, we quite like we quite like Douglas. Um, Douglas um, Skews is uh, he's, he's undrawn, but him and him and Chambers, I think he just he'll, he'll never leave out. I think do you agree with that? He'll never leave out. And Skews and Douglas, especially at home, just just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It's just not it's just not creative enough in that in that central in that central part of midfield. And I think it's even worse when he plays Skews, Douglas, and Brew. I think he's got to find a place in the side for Bishop. Surely he must find a place in the side for Bishop. Um, here's a thing. Grant Ward, take his goals out. I mean, Christ, they take his goals out and we score bugger all. But he frustrates me a bit. I mean, he's all right. Play. He's a very good player. But again, he, he maybe maybe it's just lack of confidence in the, you know running through the side. But for me, he, he's not really pulling up any trees. He's not, he's not really doing much. Dave, I heard a theory on Twitter. Ward comes in, first game, plays with nice freedom, scores a yeah. hat-trick, looks yeah. all fun. And yeah. you know you, you kind of said that the style at the moment just sucks the oxygen out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> Has, is there maybe a bit of that with Ward? I think perhaps you're right, Ben. I think, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, he's, he's playing you know, perhaps with a bit of a... A weight on his shoulders there. Yeah, um, I think you know he's he's got to find a place on the side for for first and first and foremost for Bishop, um, and then you know if and when Williams does get match fit, surely he's got to play. He's got to find a place for for Williams as well, and that would make a difference. It has to make a difference. Um, and I and I certainly would play Sears up front, and he's as, as we say in his rightful position with. Whoever, be it best Varney, but I don't, you know, I don't. Assume know. we're dealing about. Assume we're dealing with the next two months. So Pittman's out and Smith's out. Let's. Should we just bung through the team? And again, it's very easy for us to to criticise. So we'll say what 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 we would do. Yeah. So yeah. what would I? I'm assuming you're gonna stick with this four three two and one are you Dave or are you going to say I, I I think if we're talking about Mick we have to we have to go with, that. We have to go yeah. with what he's playing at the we have to go with that at um, the moment yeah what, um, what, what, what about the what about the back five um, okay. talk to me about so Webster be, Emmanuel Chambers etc okay so the back five what will be interesting is when uh, how close he is I don't know whether he's in contention for next weekend I don't know is Webster when Webster's fit um, Willie, because you know Emmanuel was man of the match, and you know as we we said, or I thought, not to running close, was man of the match against Brighton. Didn't play quite so well against Huddersfield, but played okay there. 
Um, and I think the, a real crux will be, and that's where the crowd will get very, very grumpy, as if um, as if Webster, so Webster comes straight back in, Chambers moves directly across back to right back, and he leaves out Emmanuel. That's a, that's going to be a big call. What, what, how do you think it's going to play out when, when Webster comes back? <laughs> I think he'll be back on the bench, <laughs> if, you, if you want my opinion. Sure. <laughs> Uh, um, but, but Webster, but I think Webster's certainly got to come come straight back in because he was he was looking very good before he got injured. And given the investment, I mean, yeah, I think if you said to people next year, game number one, you had Emmanuel right back, Smith centre back, um, Webster, Webster centre back, and Nudson left yeah. back with all their ages, and said leave that back four there for two I seasons. Know, I... Most people would be quite excited with that, would they? Yeah, I think so, and I think I think reading between the lines, I think is more is certainly nailed on. It's going to be Smith and Webster, uh, you know, the centre back pairing next year. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that this will be Berra's last season. Well, it seems, it seems to be that way. But they're not doing badly in terms of um, goals exactly. against. But the statistic, I know you say the numbers don't lie, but the statistic lies a little bit on the basis that there's three centre midfielders clogging the whole pitch and the you know, the the balls being pushed back into the back corners of the other teams. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't Yeah it does and I think it also helps that we've arguably got the best goalkeeper in the division as well. Really? Hmm, interesting. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd say close. I, I really would. I really Every, would. Everyone thinks their goalie's the best in the division. No, though, he is he, Ben he is he's he's very, very good. I remember yeah. when we had Richard Wright, some Portsmouth fan telling me that Alan Flahaven was the best. Aaron Flahaven. Do you remember him? Of course I do. Yeah, one, one for the CV game, wasn't it? South End. Yeah. Yeah, um, he was Port- at Pompey. Yeah. Um. No, he's uh, yeah, but I, I think he's say perhaps a bit of exaggeration. The best, but he's certainly up there with the with. Well, he's certainly one of the best. Um. But then you know, it's the it's the midfield. You're right. Yeah. It's let's cent- move on to the it's that central midfield clag. But um. That move is- on to the the front six. You see, I think we disagree. On this, I think that it's the instructions being given to Skews and Douglas that is the problem, not Skews and Douglas. I think if you were I to, think right. I think yeah. if you were to use Douglas in a different way, there'd be less of an issue. But I think what they're being told is right. Here's a triangle. Brew is in front of you. Don't go in front of Brew. I think, yeah. and I think that's the issue. And I've said it. A few times, if you're going to play the four-three-three, turn the turn the triangle over, put Douglas further forward, and say, you know, your primary job is, to, you know, to feed in Ward and you know Sears, whoever's up front, yeah. and you know, not stand ten yards in front of the back four and create this horrible back seven type thing, which just, God, it like you say, totally sucks the air out of out of any game i i feel a bit so is, do you think that do you think i'm barking up the wrong tree about that dave no i don't think you are at all no i don't think you are i think he's got to break that that, that middle that central pairing of skews and douglas has to be has to be broken and and you must fit at this moment in time you've got to fit bishop in there somewhere it's kind of weird because douglas doesn't really deserve to be dropped but you know Personally, but no, he doesn't. But manager has to make hard calls, doesn't he? Oh, I'd probably say that Skews is is Mick's first name on the team sheet, almost. 
Yeah, that says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, but so if we assume that we're going to be left four three three, are you happy with Lawrence one side and Ward the other with? I am. Yeah, I know. I said I had a bit of a bit of a moan about Ward, and I think you're right to a degree that perhaps he's been <laughs> the energy's been sucked, life has been sucked out of him a bit. Tom Lawrence, a good player. Tom Lawrence, you like um, him? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, Fanny's corners were like his free kicks. Um, yeah, very, very good. Technically good, quick. Got a trick in him. Um, yeah, you know, not, not not over big, but yeah, strong. You know, can take a challenge. Um, yeah, no, I like him. I think he'll he'll do really well for us. I really do. Looking yeah. at looking at this, Dave. If we're saying that Mick's gonna do his Mick stick pragmatism, he's not gonna go to two up front, is he? Um, no. Who do you have? He, he likes a he likes a powerful guy up front ahead of a quick guy. Does that leave Sears out no, in the cold? Well, it does a bit. If he likes a powerful guy, it's going to be best, isn't it? Because he's, he's he's the unit they've got there at the moment. And he's he's done okay, but you know, he I thought just against Huddersfield, he, he was labouring a bit towards the end of the game. But he's he's done okay. But I, I guess he knew what he. <laughs> I guess he knew what he was in for, really. <laughs> so, Dave, I'm, I'm going to put words in your mouth and tell me if I'm tell me if I'm right. If we'll go into four four two in a minute. If Mick sticks with four three three, yeah. If the three in the middle, either one of them was pushed forward or one of them was Ted Bishop, you're happy with that, and you'd probably rather see Sears up top. But given the way they're going to play, that's probably not going to work. So you're kind of happy with best until Pittman's back? Yeah, I think I am. I think I am. Yeah. So in the unlikely event, he switches systems, you know, and goes back to 4-4-2. Yeah. What would you... Lo- Start with the two forwards, Dave. I mean, you're only really left with two, aren't you? Yeah. So you'd go Sears and best up top. What would you do with the... Midfield. Oh, by the way, we didn't fit Williams into that four-three-three. I guess he comes into one of those three. Yeah, midfield. he would. You see, Dave, yeah, we'd, we'd, he'd come into one of those. He'd come into one of those three playing. Okay, but here's, a, here's a question for you: forward. If you stick Williams in the team and say, "Right, you are free to do what the hell you want. You don't have to track anybody. You don't have to do any defending, um, and you can play centre mid." Is that not good then to have in that instance to have Skews and Douglas behind him if he is but given would, a free role? If, if you're giving him a free role, yes, you would need that. You would need that assurance, wouldn't you? Do you think he might do that then? <laughs> um, there's a thought. Yeah, I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past him because you would need that. But again, it would depend on Johnny Williams. It depend on his level of fitness because, like, like you said, all right, I said, oh, yeah, Williams will be fit for Blackburn. There's no way he'll start. And I think you're right. You'll get two or three, perhaps 20, 20 minute cameos coming off the bench, um, and then maybe he'll be up for a up for a start. That type of player, Dave. I know you and me always wax on about Juan Carlos Valeron. That type of player only works if you constantly your entire system is trying to yeah, get him was, on the ball. Around, right, trying to, your entire no system, one near him. Yeah, built around getting him, getting him on the ball, but. I mean, not necessarily no one near him. He's very clever, you know. He's he's very clever. I think yeah, when when he's been at the club before, he can get the ball, and he's he's quite adept at getting the ball in tight situations and manoeuvring the ball and finding space and you know um, just dropping his shoulder. Very very good technical player, as you saw at the as you saw at the Euros. Yeah. Um, 
Dave, before but I, we... I agree, that's a very good point you make. That if, if he is playing in that role, then perhaps you would need Douglas and Skews. Right, yeah. Um, I wanted to go back to four four two, but just one question. See if you can answer quick. Can Williams even play in a four four two? Yes. What shovel yeah, out on pretty, on one side? I'm, yeah, yeah. Of course, you put him on one side, so you play him. I think I'm pretty sure. Had Wales playing? The Vokes was up. Did they play two up? Maybe not. Well, I didn't mean Matt because had Bale lose three players on his own. Didn't really, didn't really matter. Really, but I'm pretty sure when when Williams came on um, in the Euros for Wales, he was sort of playing predominantly left side. And I'm, I'm sure I can remember spells spell when he was here before. Um, he was sort of playing left side. He was certainly playing left side when he got ambushed by um, by the guy from by the guy from Watford. Christ, I can still see that now. Um, so, Dave, so we got to this about three or four minutes ago, and then I went on a tangent. Ben. Sorry, just just, just quickly, can I just get you on this real quick? Um, if we're playing four four two, we assume we know the back four, and we assume we know the front two. And you tell me that Skews will play. What's the rest of the midfield in a four four two? Bishop. Next to Skews. Yeah. And um, Ward down the I mean, right? Yeah, and Ward. Yeah, obviously Ward down the right, yeah. And yeah. you I, think I, you Williams know, quite, down I, the left? I must admit, I quite like that Conor Grant. I really do. I think he gives us a nice balance when he plays. He's got a class left foot. So maybe I'd like to see him. Maybe I'd like to see him him on the left until, you know, Williams, um, Williams is ready to play. What is becoming abundantly clear, Dave, is that the identity of the team is so lacking that you've given me about five sensible things that could, you know, foreseeably be done you also, know, ben, in a load also, of different ben, systems. <laughs> also, Ben, don't forget at some point, um, <laughs> we, have to, we may have to throw in the Goldrick. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, 4-3-3 or 4-4-2, you think he's going to stick 4-3-3? Yeah. It's going to be very, very interesting. I think we're at the point of going around and round in circles of being totally not sure what he's going to do. I I agree with you. I think he's got until Christmas to figure this out, hasn't he? I think he has been because the football has been woeful. Yes, and I sent out a sarcastic tweet the other day. They published the Sky broadcast list up until... Oh, I Christmas. How many yeah. games do you think Ipswich are going to be on the box? I don't think they're on at all, are they? Zero. Yeah. That's... Someone else stuck out as not being on Bristol City. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're way more entertaining than we are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, um, Dave, are, are you tired of Mick? Am I tired of him? Yeah. How, 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 how do you feel about him? I'm not, I'm not tired of him because I think, as we've said before, he's got the players there. But I guess that's why, yeah, OK, to a point, I guess that's why I am tired of that. I think he's got perhaps the players there to play a much more fluent, fluent forward thinking, you know, formation. But he's just a bit stuck in his ways, isn't he? A bit stubborn. And I, I've, I've noted that before, you know, the more the media and the fans shout for, shout for, I don't know, Bishop or, or similar. He seems to sort of dig his heels in and, and it's sort of his way or the, or the highway. Do you know what I mean? So to summarise this, do you, would you agree that he's in a bit of a hole and he's not got very long to 
figure out a, a, a not necessarily a way of playing, but a new personnel that's going to get him. He needs to end the season on well, an he, upward he, trajectory, doesn't he? But he needs to score some goals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's going to help. Um, yeah, it's, uh, these two games on a course after the Burton game, it's, I believe it's Newcastle, isn't it? It's that might... Newcastle the following Saturday. So it's, it's Blackburn wow, it? the 15th, yeah. Burton, Burton the 18th. Newcastle, wow. And that's the crazy yeah. thing about all of this, Dave. If he wins both of those games... Everything looks rosy, totally di- not necessarily rosy, but it looks totally different, doesn't it? You know, no, you're right. Um, I it's going to be it's going to be a, a, a an interesting few games coming up. I think for for Mick and the team. Um, you, know, you know, let's just hope, as I said before, he stumbles on he stumbles across the formation, um, and it and it and it works as as he did before. It's really hard to even preview the Blackburn game, isn't it? Because given this international break given there's no Murphy there's no McGoldrick there's no Pittman and there's no Smith very very yeah. hard to and we don't know whether very Webster will be back anyone. and we don't know how fit Williams is very oh, hard to figure out what he's going to do yeah do you want to touch on that Blackburn going for a sec yeah let's do it yeah, yeah you, you go ahead um, I mean, I was, I, was, I was looking at, I was looking at their squad. I mean, twenty-second got eight points from eleven. They did win two on a trot a couple of weeks ago at home to Rotherham and away at Derby, which which helped. Then they lost to Sheffield Wednesday at home and Birmingham City City away. Um, bit of a surprise to me that knowing the championship as I do, bit of a surprise that Coyle's still in charge. What do you think? I I think he's a buffoon. Yeah, I was surprised <laughs> he got hired. Um... In the first place, because we've but had they conceded, they conceded twenty goals. But again, you look through their squad, good players, mate. Um, ben Marshall, always like Ben Marshall, quality player. Craig Conway, Marvin Emnes, Marvin Emnes, the ex um, Middlesbrough, ex Middlesbrough Swansea player, and um, bloody Anthony Stokes for goodness sake, who um, he won't. I don't know. He was even in the squad at, at over Birmingham. So they've got they've got you know they've got good players. So again, he must be under a fair old amount of pressure. That's another one of these. Um rotten clubs and you always tell me I mean I don't necessarily believe it you always tell me we never win at Blackburn yeah I can't recall us ever winning at Blackburn oh it's okay FA Cup yeah (laughs) against the then champions I believe yeah and there's a really weird stat that Richard Wright was the only keeper Alan Shearer didn't score against that season yeah I think you're probably right at Ewood Park possibly I don't (laughs) Some... No, I can remember the game. He had right. He had, he had a game of his, the game of his life. Um, some stupid stat, but uh, I mean, in some, in summary of that game, we want to be picking up. We want to be picking something up from that game. I mean, you know, a point from that game and a be, goal, but, not a nil-nil uh, draw. A nil-nil yeah, draw is not going to please no, people. A nil-nil draw is no good. A one-one draw and then a win at home to Burton, and things do look a bit better. But that won't be easy because Burton are pretty. Free scoring, you know, free scoring, and you know, like to um, like to play a bit. So that that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, win a win, win a, a draw at Blackburn, a scoring draw at Blackburn, and a win at home to Burton, and yeah, sets things up a little bit nicer for the Newcastle game. I think anything less than that, and crikey, that Newcastle game doesn't look good at all, does it? But Dave, how how are things going to look if it's a defeat at Blackburn and a draw at home to Burton? It ain't going to look good. 
and then you're off away to Rafa and 52,000 Geordies and Dwight Gale and Matt Ritchie and Daryl Murphy. That would be Murphy's first game, probably. <laughs> probably yeah. score, won't he? Oh, no, no, mate. It's a tough one, that one. Dear me. Should we do some news, Dave? Because there's been two firings, hasn't there? There has. Robbie Di Matteo has gone from Villa with Steve Bruce heavily linked. But let's do Cardiff. Let's do Cardiff first because Paul Trollope has been immediately fired by the brilliant Vincent Tan and replaced by Neil Warnock, Dave. Yeah, well, there you go. We've got At least we've got one back, haven't we? Um, we got, agree we or disagree with this? Agree or disagree with this statement? Last season, Neil Warnock was the best performing manager in the championship. No, hundred percent. Yeah, he was amazing for Rotherham, wasn't he? Got to be. Yeah. And what, what do you think about Villa? Do you think they'll manage to um, entice Steve Bruce? That's the talk, isn't it? I mean, there was talk of Mick, but, but Mick's always on the on the. Um on the short list of every job like that, isn't he? He's probably way, <laughs> probably way down at this moment in time, but he's always on the short list of these jobs. So it would seem a good fit for Bruce, wouldn't it? Um, it's just, you just feel a bit sorry for him. It's like he goes to these places, improves everything, and then kind of goes back to square one. Do you, do you not think a Premier League club would... If I mean, if Bruce's agent would know whether Premier League clubs talk to him, if he's... Never going to get a Premier League job, then why not? Why not think, do Villa? I'm trying to think, he's struggling at the moment. Oh, West Ham. There, there you go. Um, yeah, Ben. I think you're right as far as Bruce is concerned. He has had some. Yeah, he, he takes these clubs forward, but he, he left Hull in sort of fairly odd circumstances, didn't he? Um, I think he just said, you know, "This is stupid. I'm, I'm not doing this." And I, I don't think many people would begrudge him that stance. It's a bit of a. Um, Pulis type thing, you know, gets to a point, says I want a load of money, and if they don't give it to him, instead of struggling, he he goes out while his um his stock. valuation and his stock, stock is, is higher. Yeah. yeah, gets out, yeah. takes a break, and then gets another good job. I think it's kind of smart thing. And I I always use this example, Dave. I remember Gordon Strachan. If you just disappear, if you're a manager, disappear for nine months a year. Yeah, all your, People all assume your, that you're better than you are. I think all your fallibilities will, uh, yeah, will just disappear. Exactly. People only um, see the. I was going to mention something on I, I saw on the TWTD forum. Just just harping back to our, our sort of state of the union. Um, it was a London supporters branch meeting, and there was mention on the forum that um, a general feeling that seemed only about ten percent want him out, but um, most want him to play more of the younger players. Yeah, I think my opinion on this is you shouldn't ever say that you want the manager out unless you can say, I I think you should be allowed to say, I want the manager replaced by so-and-so. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have to pick someone who you think would, would, would be better. So, I mean, let I me think, just throw you under yeah. the bus there, Dave. If If Mick did go, is there anybody sat there who you think would immediately change the style of play, get the goals going, bring some supporters back and, you know, push the team up the table. Is there anyone sat there? Well, apart from Steve Bruce. What, now, not now that Warnock's gone to Cardiff. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, not, not. I mean, you know, you've got, I suppose, Di Matteo's out there now, isn't he, floating around, but... 
Ben, I don't, I don't know. Well, I so really I'm like, so... I really like Mowbray. I'll, I'll put that. Oh, Mowbray, yeah. Sorry, forgot. Yeah, Mowbray. That would, would that be more your heart talking rather than your, your heed? No, no, no. I thought his West Brom team was very good. I think, yeah. I think he had Middlesbrough on the trend. If you talk to West Brom fans, they, although Hodgson did well and Pulis did well, they say that the last time they enjoyed supporting the team was when was when Mowbray was there. I think I think Ben the um, going going back on that on that London uh, the supporters thing, the general dissatisfaction among the fans was with the owner, not Mick. It's just, just general frustration, it seems to be. It's very difficult one to answer that because unless you know exactly how much money has been offered to offer to Mick, you, you, you can't you can't really complain about the owner. If the owner is definitely found to have held back money and not given him any to spend, then your sympathies with Mick. But if there's been money there to to spend, then I think it's the I don't really think you can make that judgment unless um unless you kind of know that information. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. Um, let's just let's just hope we go to uh, let's just hope we go to Blackburn and um, we come out with a rip roaring golf fest golf festive win. We did get actually asked, Dave, on Twitter. Jake tweeted and said you didn't mention if you boys are in the Mick in or the Mick out camp. Um, unsure or conservative in your opinions? I I replied saying he's still got a few more months of yeah yeah of I think credit. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I think Christmas. You're right, Ben. Um, Christmas would be a would we're, if things don't pick up before Christmas. Well, yeah, significantly, that could be it. You just want to see any one of the playing style, the amount of goals, the attendances, or the points on the board, or the league positions. Any one of those move in an upward trajectory, you know. And I don't think it's as simple. Well, yeah, Dave, I don't, people, I don't yeah. think it's as simple as just you know, some points on the board and moves up the table. I think people would be happy with some young players getting a go, the style changing and some goals yeah. getting scored at the moment, yeah, you know. That's the, that's the key, Ben. You know, so, um, hey-ho. Um, I, I did, just going to mention um, something that came on Twitter about Ian Davis of Lofted on Drive. Remember I had to explain the, uh, the cricket shot to you? Yeah, I'm, thought, I'm glazing I, I, over I, even remembering it. I actually thought of um, I thought of your other half here when he said he thought Mark, given your lack of knowledge on carry on films, he thought that Mark Kermode's job was safe. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah. I thought of Ben's other half, Anna, who is a a budding film, film reviewer. Yes, budding film reviewer and critic. Indeed, indeed. Um, I think it's quite enough of. Um, this yeah. kind of round and round and being Come on, we need we need something different we need something different well you'll be very pleased to know that the lovely people of FanDuel have extended our sponsorship so if you really enjoy the bit where we yeah. plug FanDuel you're going to love it because you got it for another four weeks which we're very pleased about and we obviously are very thankful for all the people who've signed up to FanDuel on the promo code Blue Monday so when you go into the FanDuel app um, as you deposit your money in, um, it'll offer you to enter in a promo code. You type in Blue Monday, the name of this podcast, and the lovely people at Fanjul will refund you 
on your first week if you lose up to a value of £10. So you can play if you... Um, I mean, you may as well stick 10 quid in because you're going you're gonna to get it back, aren't you? So, um, And there's been no games this week. So Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Just do a quick one on Fangio, but it's one day or one weekend fantasy football. So no season long commitment. You download the app um, available from you know Google Play, um, iTunes, although... I, I swapped over, Dave, to that bloody iOS 10, and I don't want to be one of these fuddy-duddies who hates change, but I'm getting very confused trying to use my iPad because things aren't where they were before, which, you know, does make me sound a bit fuddy-duddy. But um, we've had a lot of fun playing. You go in, you select your team. The app is really interactive, assists you with players' form, possible injury news, um Loads of stats, um, helps you with your average price per player as you're putting your team in. Um, And I think the best thing I always say is that the scoring is powered by the Opta system, which picks up literally, you know, if a player ties his shoelace, you know, that (laughs) gets accounted for. Um, Dave, have you got any tips for the guys to win money on Fangio? Um, yeah, if he's fit, Kevin De Bruyne. Right. <laughs> um, William, uh, again, this is an expensive midfield, William. Do you load up your team with forwards or with midfielders? I, where, I, where do you plough your money in? I, I still haven't really struck it right, I don't think. Um, I know when I've had De Bruyne and... I'll tell you who else is having a really good season scoring-wise. Opta is uh, Costa as well, Diego Costa. Um, they've always scored well for me. And I'd say, and, and 
I think if you if you have sort of defenders that can average out about twenty points, you'll be doing. And I think fullbacks well. tend to get full more backs, points. And, yeah, you know, you just need. That speaks for itself. You need goal scoring, assist giving midfield players really. And just have a look and, at the teams who are playing at home against other teams who are lower than them in the table. Is it kind yeah. of? Kind yeah. of basic one, isn't it? As no, well. absolutely, absolutely. You know, things like um, who's who else has been good for good for us this season? Oh, Curtis Davis. I think Curtis Davis might be the one of the biggest point scorers. Um, again, Hull. So they're playing. You know, generally so he makes a lot of headers. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, and chips in, chips in with the odd goal as well. Goalkeepers, I think. Um, Heaton. Fabianski's done quite well. Heaton's done pretty well. Um, Southampton. Yeah, oh Christ! So well, Southampton is ridiculous. Southampton, they've gone seven games without conceding anything. It's ridiculous. And tell Tottenham you, is Tottenham is always good as well. Yeah, tell you what I've had for Southampton who scored well for me is um, Van Dijk. Virgil Van Dijk's done really well. Um, Tottenham, uh, I think the fullbacks have done quite well for Tottenham. Rose, Rose yeah, Rose, yeah, they've done. They've done pretty well. And it's really good. I, I enjoy it. I, I missed it this week actually. Yeah, so you can actually play during the. Champions League games and this is real money I promise you know you you um I won 20 quid my first week and 60 quid the next week and as reported a million times Dave San Jordan finished okay. second or third in the big major competition five pound entry won 500 pounds which is yeah bloody brilliant so download the app Get involved. If you do, well, there's no point doing it if you don't type in Blue Monday into the promo code. Help a brother out. Help us poor podcasters. It's 8.52 on a Sunday night. I'm recording this. I haven't eaten. My aging laptop is running Pro Tools like a steam engine or something while we record this. So it's a lovely little kickback, a nice way for you to say um, thank you if you enjoy the podcast. Space being supported brilliantly so far, and yeah, the and uh, you know, I'll break down the fourth wall. Some of the other shows, Football Weekly's on there, the Ask Blogs on there, Graham Hunter's on there. This, you guys are keeping us in with some pretty bloody big um podcasts that get fantastic you know, tens and tens of thousands of listeners. So, um, we're very grateful to be in that company. Dave, um, should we fire up the um, fire up the stat signal? Fire it up. Fire it up. So Inspector Gordon is firing up the stat signal. We're going to go to the to the Renegade Statman, our um, statistician partner um, for the season. He's a great follow on Twitter. So go in on your Twitter at Renegade Statman. Obviously, just before you do that. Um, at Blue Monday ITFC, hit follow. At Benjamin Bloom, hit follow. At David Diamond 3, hit follow. Um, where you run your Twitter there. Um, I messaged Statman um, earlier in the week and said, can you do something international break related? And he sent me a lovely email today. Um, and I will read from the top, Dave. you ready? Uh-huh. Not wishing to build up my part, but some theme music would be nice. Perhaps Ben can sing. I assume this is to the tune of Hey Jude. Na, 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 na. Stat, man. Well, Dave shouts. Kapow, crash, oof, zok, pow, zlonk, splat. I think we're definitely going on the Batman theme. Um, yeah. Anyway, willkommen 
Bienvenue, Aloha, Dos Servas, Por Favor, I'm on the all-inclusive and getting in the mood as it's International Week. In all seriousness, lads, I'm no fan of the international break. It's always club over country for me, and also the fact that at 3pm on a Saturday I'm expecting to be watching a game. So to avoid boredom, here's some stats. Since the start of this century, there have been 662 Saturdays during the regular football season, and we've missed 58 of those due to the international break. 58. Ah. What a complete waste. Do you agree, Dave? Kapow. <laughs> Kapow. Zlap. Um, Mick McCarthy has been in charge for 14 of those international breaks, and his combined record before and after international breaks is, as you would expect, pretty average. So before international breaks, Mick has played 14, won six, drawn four, lost four, slightly up here, 419 against 16. After international breaks, there's a bit more of a lag. We're in negative here, I think. Played 13, won three, drawn six, lost four, and an even goal difference, 417 against 17. But worryingly, the current trend after international breaks is rubbish. Ipswich haven't won after an international break since August 2014 when we beat Millwall 2-0 at home. Since then, Ipswich have experienced six draws and two defeats after the international breaks. So I'm expecting another draw away to Blackburn. I got to go. I'm running out of change. Renegade (laughs) Statman. Zonk. (laughs) Zonk. That's fantastic. Great stat. Great stats. So... We're not going to win against Blackburn if the stats are to be believed. The stats don't lie. The stats don't lie, except earlier when I said the stats lied. (laughs) Dear Amy. Um, Thank you, Statman. Go and follow Statman on the Twitter. He's a great follow. I like the on-this-day things. If you're a kind of slightly depressed Ipswich Town fan after 15 years in the Championship, it's nice to go back and see the on-this-day things. And remember, happier times, Dave. On the subject of which... Well, should we do the CV game first? <laughs> if we must. We must do the CV game. Um, I'm ill-prepared this week, so um, I haven't got your tweets all set up from last week. Last week was Mark Kennedy. Did we have I, Did we have a hole-in-one? Did anyone I get I think it? we did. I did fairly well on that one. A lot of people... A lot of people even a even, uh, great friend of the show, Guy Club... Oh, he didn't get it, did he? And he didn't get it. And he said, Jake didn't um, get it either, did he? He, he said, I, I've had a diamond, which I've always got. So I, I, <laughs> Is I that like a did, duck? I, did, I actually tweeted back and said, well, I got it in two. Can I call that a club? Oh, but, very nice. Yeah, yeah. But um, so, yeah, I, I thought Mark Kennedy was, well, it was really odd. I thought Earnshaw was really hard and like, everyone got all in one, it seemed to be. I think you're going to get this one in two, Dave. <laughs> Go on then. My prediction. So I think you know the rules of the CV game by now. I'm going to take a professional football player. I'm going to read said professional football players' clubs in the order that the professional football player played for the clubs. Dave's not going to say anything. We've changed the rules, but he's going to kind of be honest. And he's he's quite a, he's quite a good egg, Dave. Um, so um, I'm going to read them one by one. And I've been requested to tell you how many. One, two, three, four, five, six. It's another eight. I always go for people with right. eight clubs. Um, I give, usually I give the game away with an excited shriek. Yes, just don't say the name of the person. Just say, you, you did a Kapow. good job last week. Yeah, Kapow or Zlonk in honour of Statman. Um, okay. Are you ready, Dave? 
Kapow. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready, listeners? I think they're ready, Dave. Right, here we go. Club number one, Newcastle United. Club number two, Stockport County. Club number three, Middlesbrough. Oh. Club number four, Ipswich Town. I've lost the I've lost the thread of the clubs. Club number five, Darlington. Club number six, Ruston and Diamonds. Are they still going? Good. Club number seven. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. Yeah, yeah. Darlington again. Yeah. And yeah. I've never heard of this. Club number eight, Newcastle Blue Star. And before you give me your answer, Dave, I'm just going to run through all of them again. I think you yeah, got you it bet. after five, didn't you? I may not have got it at all, actually, thinking about right, it. Right, here I go. Newcastle, Stockport, Middlesbrough, Ipswich Town, yeah. Darlington, Rushton, Darlington, Newcastle, Blue Star. Have you got it, Dave? I got it after. I think I did get it after Ipswich. It's Alan Armstrong, isn't it? Say it properly. Alun, with a U. Oh, Al- Alan. Alan Armstrong. So, yeah. if anyone like didn't say Paul Gascoigne after Newcastle and actually said Alan Armstrong, then make yourself known on Twitter for the hole in one. But I thought you were going to get that after two, Dave. Yeah, a concentration waiver. <laughs> He's now managing the Blythe Spartans. Oh, Blythe Spartans, yeah. Yeah. A fantastic, they had a fantastic run in the FA Cup the year we won it. Got to about... Well, it might have been the year before, about the fifth round. Knowledge. That's why the diamond's here. <laughs> That's why he's here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Thank you. And another reason why he's here is because of his spectacular um, Ipswich Town knowledge. So we're going to do a fun little feature here, and we want you to join in after today's episode. Dave is going to do his top 10 Ipswich games. So the plan is um, to do numbers 10 to six this week and then you guys can get involved and suggest your top fives to us because they're obviously not all going to fit in a tweet if we do top 10 does that sound all right dave yeah what's the criteria here um were you at most of them or i was at let me see the majority of these ones yes you don't um, have to have been at the game you're allowed to I love a game that one. you weren't I certainly at. Missed one is one i certainly missed but um do you, want, do you want to kick us off with your um, top ten then, Dave? So these are your these are just your favourite games. There's no other criteria other than you like. Not them, really. These are, it's my favourite. This goes back, Ben. You're gonna you're gonna hate some of these, but some you'll like. I um, love it. I love it. School me. School all me. Right. November the twenty third, nineteen seventy-seven. Right. So can I guess? November the twenty third, seventy-seven. Is it six nil against Man U? No, 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 no. No. Ipswich Town, three. Barcelona, nil. Wow. So, what tournament? Uh, UEFA Cup. Oh, is this the, um, that's the UEFA Cup winning year, yeah? No, 71. No, 81, sorry, God. Yeah, yeah. So, at the time, the match was the match was really thought about. As, as the, the result was probably the single biggest result in the, in the whole of the club's history. I mean, okay, obviously, the, probably the Villa game when we won the championship must rival that, but... This was a side, this was a Barcelona side that had um, Cruyff and Johan Naisky the three years before he played in the um, played in the World Cup final against West Germany for, for, for Holland. 
And yeah, at the time, Cruyff was widely acknowledged as just being out on, out on his own as the best the best player in the world. Um, I I haven't made note of the, I haven't really made note of the, the, the sides here, but uh, this was a this was a feature back then. Kevin Beatty, who as you know was my number one town player, who had just played a handful of games that season, who was starting to struggle with his knee injury. Um, but would always start, play in the big games, Dave. Yeah, I mean, and I think I read in his book that this was this this game was perhaps a catalyst for his or one of the catalysts for his injuries. He played alongside Hunter at the back, um, and I said, yeah, he later acknowledged that this this was a game where really he should he shouldn't have played. He played a reserve game four days before and couldn't complete it because he, he came off with a bad knee, but with it, you know, his knee blown up four days before. But anyway, as as you know, Robson wanted you know in a game of this nature, wanted Beatty and Hunter together, so Beatty was patched up and playing. Can I try again? Really quick was... parallel, Dave. I remember Phil Neville saying, um, whenever Man U had a big game, however old they were, one of Skulls, Giggs, or Gary Neville would always play. Always, do you know what I mean? Just in all of the big. And games. this was the game where Robson Robson made his famous masterstroke when he put Roger Osborne to man Mark Cruyff. And from memory, he hardly got a kick. It was absolutely incredible. And was that something that was done by English teams, really? Because for- foreign teams would, would man-mark in Europe at that point, wouldn't they? Yeah, I guess they would. But, I mean, perhaps perhaps normally, no. But because it was Cruyff, I guess, uh, you know, perhaps you had to. Yeah, that's how Robson saw it. Um, so were you at the game? I was at this game, yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. 16 minutes. So I did a little bit of research. And this is a recurring thing. 16 minutes. Clyde Woods beats his fullback, crosses low in the box. Eric Gates put town one up. Must be one of Gates' first games, 77. He hadn't really broken in the side on a, on a regular basis then. And listen to this. Woods again. So 1-0 up half-time. Woods again, another assist on 61. Uh, Mariner, Mariner heads down, keeper saves. Weimark bundles it in. I can remember that. I, think I, was at the, I believe I was at the Churchman's end. And then Woods. This is mental. Woods again, yet another assist for the third goal. Um, he assisted all three. Crossing for Tolbert to score with a diving header. Yeah, unbelievable. Clive Woods, my God. It's, it's, it'd be an the dream, wouldn't it? It'd be a fan of your <laughs> dream. Um, unfortunately, so 3-0, brilliant result. Like I said, you know, one of the biggest results back then in the club's history. Um, went to the new camp a fortnight later. <laughs> and um, whether he, I can't recall whether he put Cruyff on man-to-man, but it did, um, uh, Osborne on Cruyff man-to-man, but it didn't work. We lost 3-0 and went out on penalties. I think it was. I think at the time it was like in front of a hundred thousand, uh, hundred thousand crowd. All I remember about that: what a night at Portman Road. Fantastic atmosphere and an attendance. You know, under the lights, thirty-three thousand two hundred and seventy people there. And you've presumably put that in just because of the sheer calibre of the opponents, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And it was a game that just. It was a game that sticks out. Um, my next game again, Ben. You've well, got just, to can I just really quickly cut you off, Dave? Um, really sorry. Um, after after all of these, I'll say if you were there and you have any yeah. memories, just um, at Blue Monday ITFC. Sorry, Dave. You carry on. Number nine. So my my next game again. This just goes back a little bit further. Again, I'm going to have to. Um, this is his famous game. Ipswich three. I wasn't at this game. Ipswich three leads two at Filbert Street. These were the days. FA Cup quarter final. Third replay. Right. Third so. Replay. The fourth game then, yeah? The fourth game. I remember going to the first game at Port Moreau, and this was Leeds. Um, this was Leeds. I may have done a bit on this last year. This was the Leeds team that had just about reached its peak, really. Still had Bremner, still had Giles, still had Clark. So still had Norman Hunter as well. Still had that nasty 
ruthless spine, but they could play. Don't get me wrong. Has, play, has but... Don Revy gone off to England then? Yeah, this is Jimmy Arnfield. Right. Jimmy Arnfield. You know what I'm um, Who is the best radio summariser? Oh, Jimmy Arnfield. Fantastic. Brilliant, isn't he? He's got a comforting voice. Yeah. Comforting. Um, he, um, what was I going to... So, I remember going. I remember going to the game. Thirty, the first game, just just a bit more. In the first game, thirty-eight thousand and ten people. Um, I remember getting in the churchman stand one o'clock and just couldn't move. By half one, you just couldn't. Well, even earlier, just couldn't move, and you're getting sort of shunted to the front. I mean, talk about health and safety nightmare. That obviously that that still stands today. Um, Leeds were the current champions, um, and are on their way to a European Cup final against Bayern Munich. Oh, they lost that, to Munich in Paris, didn't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Nil-nil first game, tight game, nil-nil. First replay at Ellen Road. Um, I can remember crying. I can remember crying. It's Johnson put Ipswich one up after about five minutes or so. And you're listening to um, Radio 2, the great, the great, you know, I can remember, the, you know, the great radio voices on, on Radio 2 back then. I'm trying to think who it would have been, Morris Edelston or oh, who else would it have been? Um, oh, someone, will, someone will put me right who might have been commentating on the radio, radio 2. Wilson home. No, 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 he's on the TV. He'd gone by then. Um, right. Peter Jones. Sorry, Peter Jones. Um, and Duncan McKenzie. Duncan McKenzie scores 92nd minute. And I remember listening to this little transistor radio in my kitchen at home and absolutely breaking my heart, right? <laughs> you know, that we've got so close to the Cup semi-final where we've you know, never been before. And, um, yeah, literally dashed with the last kick of the game. So a week later, back to Filbert, back, back this, uh, onto Filbert Street, uh, again, so that's game. neutral ground at this point. Then, neutral yeah. ground, tight game, finishes nil-nil. So the third replay at Filbert Street two days later. Um, Beatty out with a hamstring. Really struggling. I think Dale Roberts perhaps would have deputised. I think he was out as well. Um, Robson calls up John Walk for his debut. Wow. Um, supposed to be playing in a youth tournament in Germany. Um, gets a call. He turns up for his debut alongside Hunter at the back. Um and I've read this, I believe I've read this in, in Walk's book, that after about five minutes, Clark elbows him, or I think it's Clark, or Joe, I think it's Clark, Alan Clark elbows him in the nose, sort of splits his, splits his nose bleed. And, um, and for, for younger uh, listeners, Dave, Clark is the goal machine forward. Alan Clark, yeah. Snipper Clark, yeah. And that, whereupon I think Hunter basically goes up to Clark and reads in the right act and said, look, any more of that, and, you know, he'll be... Uh, uh, yeah, it will be in a similar in a similar state. You know, um, punishment will be suitably admonished. Vigilante um, justice. Vigilante justice. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's a, I mean, what a, the game is just it's incredible. I remember it was shown. The highlights were shown on like Sports Night with Coleman. Sports Night with Coleman later one on. Nil. Um, one nil. One nil. Why will turn ahead after five minutes? After get this Woods. I guess shot assist as a shot block. <laughs> Clark equalising on 32. I remember this a Bill Jones shot or a Hamilton shot sort of hits or vice versa hits Bill Jones and deflects in for for 2-1. And then um, Johnny Giles. Sorry, Johnny Giles equalised with a header, which is incredible. He's only about five foot five foot four. Um, blatant obstruction by Clark on our equally short goalkeeper Laurie Civil. But anyway, that that um, that goal was given. So two two, all tied up. And then. Um, Nine minutes from the end is the famous. I remember I did a bit on this last year. The banana, banana bender, Clive Wood oh, shot. Oh, banana where, bender. Where he, he he drops his shoulder, comes inside and curls it round. I think it was Stewart in goal for Leeds. Dave Stewart 
curls it around the keeper from about 25 yards and um, and that was it. We're on our way to the cup semi-final. And then a rare Ipswich event, that one, that goal won the BBC goal of the month, which was a big thing, you know, the big thing back then. And from, um, what, from what you're saying, Dave, um, Woods, who isn't often heralded, is like the MVP in both of these games so far. I, I, think, I think he only ever appeared in one England squad, um, wow. which I think against Luxembourg in about 77 when Ipswich had something like, I think the squad, if I'm right, someone will put me right out there, was made up entirely of Liverpool and Ipswich players. Oh, I remember you mentioning that, yeah. Yeah, um, and I believe he may have been in that squad. Um, I mean, Town would go on, semi-final against West Ham, lost in that replay. You know, Clive Thomas disallows two perfectly goals. And Leeds, um, yeah, Leeds lose the European Cup final to... um, Bayern 2-0 in Paris, which I seem to think as well was a hell of a lot of <laughs> a lot of skirmishes that night. I I it was pretty at the yeah, Wonderful was, stuff. Should we move you on to pretty. move you on to your number eight, Dave? You are gonna love this because I think you were probably there. Seventeenth of January, two thousand and four, Ipswich six, crew four. <laughs> Dean Ashton and Rob Hulse, yeah? Certainly Dean Ashton. Yeah, who played up front with him? Uh, maybe Hulse, I don't know. Maybe. Um, no, Hulse certainly did the score. Um, a friend, a friend from the US was over, and this was his first ever game of wow, soccer. Wow, soccer ball! First ever game of soccer, and he Apologies said. Apologies to um, Daryl for that one. Sorry. And who's in and, New York as well, Dennis? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. And he basically, he basically said, he came up with the immortal line: "Is it always like this?" Brilliant. Is that the um, most goals you've ever seen live in one game? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So this is the this is Joe Royal's um five four. I've seen a five four. Yeah, this is Joe Royal. Um well, this was football, wasn't it? Miller opened a scoring for town early on, then scored again on nine. So a midfield player had scored um, two goals in nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how we hanker for those days. <laughs> Ashton got one back on 35. Um, scoring, scored out way at half-time. So, 2-1 at half-time. Um, sensible. No, sensible. No sensible. Sensible, sensible stuff. Own goal from McGreal on 52, made it 2-2. Tra- trademark Coochie header, 3-2 to town on 55. There's, what, what do you think his celebration was? Oh, that ridiculous swan dose. Like, just don't injure yourself, man. I know, I know, I know. Um... 3-3, McGreal own goal on 64, and I've mentioned it every week. What I remember was a, a comedy Shane Duffy-like. Um, sorry, sorry, not McGreal, but Shane Duffy own goal from Matt Richards. We scored two believe, goals in that game. I believe we did. I believe McGreal was later on. Who I believe um, collided with um, collide with Davis, the, you know, the keeper. Right. Cross from Royster in six, cross shot from Royster in 68. So, so over keeper. Clayton Ince was in goal for them, 4-3. Classic. Nuts. Um, Canago played in by Coochie for 5-3 um, mad defender by town this is McGreal McGreal sort of dallies on the ball and Robinson sort of nips in do you remember I don't know if you remember that to make it 5-4 Davis makes a hell of a save I remember uh, at 5-4 <laughs> so, so it would have been 5-5 five, five all and then um, here's the thing Coochie 6-4 on 90 after a um, after a sort of 1-2 with um, a 1-2 with Pablo remember those days don't we and then we missed two penalties in a one-on-one 
for nine six. <laughs> it's just it's just just incredible. I'd say even chances in injury time and a game could have finished eight six easily, easily. Do you think do you think sometimes games just get to a point where I've seen games like not not that many goals, but with where there could have been fifteen goals where it just gets ridiculous and people play with such abandoned just because of the dynamic, you know. Yeah, it's nuts, doesn't it? Absolutely nuts. I remember Ashton's goal being incredible as well, or one of them. So I think the we- I seem to remember about that game, the weather was awful. So I think that perhaps had a bit of a factor. And why have you got that one in, Dave? Just the sheer joy the of... Sheer, the sheer lunacy of it, really. <laughs> the sheer and, lunacy. And, I think, and the very much the fact that it sums up Royals' time at Ipswich. It does, it does. Goals from midfield, own goals, madness... Kinyago, Kuki, brilliant. Number seven, Dave. Ipswich five, Bolton three. Ah, oh, I was there, yes. Perhaps you'll talk us through it. Oh, God. So, fourth, so fourth consecutive playoff for us. Yes, um, so heartbreak. Um, certainly against Sheffield United, played into the playoffs. You know, probably the worst team in there. Got done by Howard Kendall. Next yeah, season, yeah. Charlton, no. we're a decent side unlucky to get beaten Kerbisley does us next season we're really good and we're unlucky to lose and all of a sudden we're this kind of you know heroic football team that is just you know fatally fallible at the last minute next season we're really really good we lose out again in third place um, and all of a sudden on the last day of the season two minutes from the end we're not going to get promoted that blow and Bolton have snuck to sixth place, and we're going to play Bolton in the bloody playoffs again. It's big <laughs> Sam Allardyce, and um, yeah, is that an all right setup for you, Dave? I think pretty good. It's pretty good set. I mean, this game had more twists than a bloody detective novel, didn't it? More turns than NASCAR. There you go. There um, you go. First leg was two-two. First leg was two-two. I mean, we've we've covered that in some detail. Marcus Stewart completely just completely, completely bailed us out, didn't he? Completely bailed us out. Um, I, I'd put, I'd say it's the most adrenaline-filled match I think I've ever seen. It was I, incredible. I, I mean, just for the occasion, not not just on like, six. The, oh, the tension. There was there was something in the air, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, so it's, I mean, it started. It started early. Do you remember? Um, obviously, Allardyce in charge with Bolton. Johansson dispossesses um, Wayne Brown on the halfway line and Nearly tries to chip right, right for um, fifty yards. Doesn't unbelievable. He, yeah. Lands on the um, lands on the roof of their net, doesn't it? You know, he looks like well, he, he wouldn't have got that any any lower. Um, I, I mean, first goal, Wright's fault. Do we think? Do you remember the first goal again? That's Johansson again. Hands up a hell of a deep cross, and Wright sort of gets caught under the ball. Perhaps there's a bit of a case for a foul, but the ref doesn't give it, and it just drops for Holdsworth, who sort of stabs it over the line, doesn't he? Pokes it in, yes. Um, uh, yeah, it's, the, the, then it goes on to... Um, sorry, Ben, I lost it. Hang You've on. lost it. You're going to tell me, is it the first penalty then? So it's the, yeah, it's the first penalty by... Um, first penalty from Magilton. Which is the um, so Stewart gets fouled, does he? No, I think it's a, it's a um, Magilton one two with David Johnson. Ah, oh, Magilton gets fouled, yeah. Magilton one two with David Johnson um, comes under a lot of pressure from um, who's the guy that the guy that got sent uh, the Whitlow. Bolton got, got sent yeah Whitlow, Paul Ritchie. 
comes under no, it's, it's Whitlow, isn't it? He comes under a lot of pressure. Well, he did, actually Whitlow didn't get sent off, but he comes under a lot of pressure from Whitlow when he's taking the pen. Takes it, good save, good save. From, um, yeah, um, drives it in the corner into the uh, into the right right hand side, uh, just out of reach of Yasker Lyman. Remember that one? Yes, I think Dean Holdsworth was about to score a free kick, didn't he, Dave? Yeah, so Dean, yeah. Dean Holdsworth, um, I think he gets fouled. He gets fouled on the left, and it's quite a um, quite a complicated fruit, um, free kick routine. Um, Holdsworth basically uses the end of the wall as a shield and just bends it round right in the far corner, doesn't he? Brilliant goal. And just the sheer exasperation of literally everything they're doing is scoring from. Everything they're doing is coming, just coming off. Um, and then really clever play from Stuart Hack down by Ritchie. Brilliant. Um, and Magilton, I think, tries to second guess Jasker Line and goes, goes in the same, same direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, early second half. That was right on half time. That pen as well, and we're thinking, oh no, we're in behind. You know, and here's where it gets here's where it gets mad. What a goal from what a goal from Magilton just after half time to uh, to make it two two, where he sort of gets the ball, gets a bit of a break, but then. Um, Carries the ball in the penalty box. That's when he gets another sort of lucky break and then just lashes it in the far corner, doesn't he? Amazing. Yeah, brilliant goal. And then John Alan Johnson, literally what, seconds break from the kickoff. I've never seen anything, never seen anything like it. It was like no matter how many times they got back, you know, straight away they just scored again. He just Brace smashed it. I just remember it just a oh. bewildering silence do you know what I mean you know yeah. going across the ground literally so right. deflating wasn't it yeah 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 um Jensen could have won it do you remember just just at the um just before well probably about five minutes Jensen goes through one-on-one Klaus Jensen lovely who, midfielder, yeah, uh, next season good. we tried to sign but went to he went to Charlton, Charlton. yeah went to Charlton yeah good save from right I mean that'll be it and then famously Magilton's pitched up front um, Mowbray's pitched that front. the dice. Uh, I think Venus plays it forward. He sort of throws himself, throws himself at the ball, makes contact, pops up, then Chilton and scores his hat trick. Incredible. Well, incredible. By the way, there's been two sendings off. I oh, know one sending off by now as well, hasn't there? Bolton is uh, answered uh, two at that point, are they? No, I don't think so. Uh, yes. Uh, no, no, no. Not at that point. No, because. Um, Richie was then sent off for hauling down Johnson. Oh, for the next penalty um, in an extra time. So. Yeah, Clapham, Clapham takes it. Clapham takes it. First ever penalty. First ever penalty for the club. So three three at end of normal time. First ever penalty for the for the club. Four three, and then um, and then another sending off. Elliot bad foul on um, bad foul on Royster. Remember? Yes. Yeah. What, just in front of the Bolton. Just in front of the Bolton fans. And even even with nine, they're still going forward. And you think, Christ, this isn't this isn't over yet. I'm pretty sure they had a header which just which went fairly close. And then we we break up the other end. Famously, um, Naylor plays in Royster, and it's five three game over. Fantastic! What a night! What Are a you, night! You'll never see you'll never see anything like that. God, it was ridiculous. Two things, Dave. One is that when um, tension and chaos happens football players stop being able to do things that they normally would very easily be able to do. And the other thing is, is, um, and I'll go to my love of WWE. Um, it's all about stories. It's about heroes. It's about villains. You had the most brilliant, you know, heroes and villains, you know, Holdsworth was the most brilliant antagonist and, you know, 
the red cards and the penalties and in the end the the good guys the good guys winning through just the narrative of that game was you know just brilliant wasn't it yeah, it was superb mate Absolutely um, and quickly if you can Dave because we're up to 72 minutes number 6 do you really want this one can you do it fast <laughs> uh, it is Ipswich 1 Inter Milan 0 yeah I was there as well down second bottom division 1 in a second in Serie A first game in Europe for 28 years um, we were fifth obviously after our fifth place finish the previous season so you know second from bottom really poor start to the season and Milan, Milan lined up with Toldo, Javier Zanetti, Seydorf and Ventola. So wow. good guy. Um, turn out front to have Naylor and Canago, 5-3-2, centre midfielder, Holland and Sixto. They were good players. When I Sixto was a good player. I only saw him for a season. What a player. Lovely stuff. Um, remember Bramble having a really good chance on five minutes. Do you remember that? Um, Cross sort of goes free in, kick, yeah. Free kick comes in. He's got a free hit from five across the goal. Probably should have scored. Um Good save from Serini from Ventsula. I think we did we did this game last season, didn't we? On the um, on oh, the, the run, yeah, yeah. Just for half time, shot from Holland, punch clear from Tolder, and we really weren't making much of an impression at all, were we? I remember, I remember this game. It was a, it was a, but not sort of backs to the wall because they weren't really creating too much, but a bit of a sort of bit of a midfield stalemate, um, and then. And also, also that Stewart was out. That was the time of the season where Stewart was out injured. 75, Naylor off, replaced by Armstrong, and um, almost immediately hands in, heads in the winner from um, eight yards from that you know, deep cross. I think that was a Venus, also a Clapham cross. It's a lovely leap, whoever crossed it in, wasn't it? Yeah, brilliant, brilliant header. Um, and we hold on for a famous 1-0 win. And I put, not a classic match, but important night. It's not sure any, any of us expect to see town back in Europe at that stage, particularly against that quality of opposition. It was a return to the to the old European days and for someone of my generation I saw my team in both legs against Inter Milan and we won one of them and strangely I I knew we were going to win that first game I just figured that they wouldn't give much of a crap and it was cold and it was you know Ipswich and they wouldn't know anything about it It was a tiny little stadium and we'd we'd play 10% above ourselves and they wouldn't really I kind of knew we were had a good feeling about that and then obviously we got battered in the in a return leg by Christian Christian Vieri for I don't know why he didn't play in the first leg, maybe he was injured or something. But um and I guess Dave you just got that in, like I say, for the the return to the good old days, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um went to the away leg, Armstrong penalty in a away match, scored in both legs. But um obviously Chris as you said, Christian Vieri, yeah. And we don't of... we don't plan this. Um Alan Armstrong obviously in the C V game. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Completely unplanned. Um yeah. Great stuff, Dave. So um, we're we're running long, so we'll we'll wrap up there. So what we'll try and do is we'll get Dave to do his number five kind of briefly next week. Um, I'm sure we'll have time for that, won't we? Um, but what we'd love you to do, um, start getting them in now. Um, at Blue Monday ITFC, try and think about your top five games. They can be anything. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They can, yeah. No. Anything. Know, literally anything. Just to have to be your favourite game. Give us some kind of justification if it's a nil nil draw away at Port Vale or or some horrible defeat as to why that's your that's your favourite game. But those were um Dave's and certainly some kind of classics in there. Um Dave, I think we've done well on International Weekend. We're seventy six minutes. Added it out, added it out. <laughs> There's been some padding going on. More padding than an 
and Summer's Shop. <laughs> it was not not good. That was off, off the cuff, wasn't it? Um, I've already given the Twitters out, but I'm at Benjamin Bloom. Dave's at David Diamond Three, and obviously the show is at Blue Monday. ITFC. Um, join in on the fan jewel. Type in the promo code Blue Monday. We're also on Facebook where the podcast goes up every week. Facebook.com slash Blue Monday ITFC again. And we've partnered up with Acast this year. So you can listen to the podcast through the Acast um, app and through the Acast website if you want to listen on a desktop. Thank you, Dave, for your sterling work getting us um, getting us through there. Okay, mate. No problem. Yep. And join us again next week for some more Blue Monday action. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.